welcome to another fabulous week here with the Fiber Coven Podcast. We're so happy to be here with you. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. We're here to talk with you about some yarny stuff, little witchy stuff. Kick it off with a bit of news. I guess first off is we won't be here next week because Emily will be in Seattle. Tell us about that. I will be in Seattle. I will be there for Urban Craft Uprising on August 7th, which is a craft show. It has free admission, so you can just come in and see all of the beautiful wares from various artists and makers. And there's over 150 artists that will be there, which is a lot. That's cool. And I will be there physically in person in Seattle for the first time ever. So if you live there, this may be the only time ever that you get to see me in person. So maybe come say hi. I will also have Fiber Coven stickers on hand to hand out to people who say they enjoy the show. So yay, free stickers, free stickers. Sweet. That it for news? I think so. Great. Cool. So, uh, finished objects then. I want to see what you finished. I didn't finish a project per se, but I (gasps) did wind this really massive magic cake. (laughs) It is the size of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about as big as my ball winder can go. My my jaw dropped. It's fingering weight, I see. It is fingering weight. You could wear it like a hat. It is literally the size of Emily's head. Oh, here. My scale is right by me. Let's see how much it weighs. I'm betting eight and a half ounces. 13.3 ounces. Oh, my goodness. And then this is to feed your granny striped blanket? Yes, because I think I had a ball that was about this big uh, Mm -hmm. that I made probably like two and a half years ago at this point to mm-hmm. put into my granny stripe blanket and that ball is currently this big so oh it's gosh. like 20 grams it's like the size of like a little tangerine yes um, a wee one so i need a to plum a make a new one so here's the new one I, is I like the outside your slutty jellyfish colorway it is. that you just made Yes, nice. the outside is my slutty do- jellyfish colorway. There's so many Valkyrie fibers colorways hidden in the depths of this bad boy. There's definitely, mm-hmm. I see some Sabine hanging <gasps> out in there. There's some Spectre 5 in there. There's uh, Bifrost Mist, I think. Nice. And there's uh, all of my scraps that remained from my Moon Club colorways are in here too. Mm-hmm. So it's a big big cake so exciting mm-hmm. and you're how how wide is well how far how much have you made into your granny stripe blanket oh that's a good question let's pull it out um because i can see it in the background there so i know it's not a huge imposition it is looking blankety it's very blankety yeah oh and if you are interested in how i made the magic cake there is a blog post on the fiber coven that i wrote when i made the first one that you could check out if you join the patreon um so magic knots yes i use magic knots let me kind of try and remember magic knots make magic cakes hooray I don't super remember where the cake started but the blanket is like this big now Looks like a couple feet. It is a couple feet. I definitely, I think here is probably the point where that last cake started. Mm -hmm. So like this much. 
oh. is from the cake, I think. Wow. It looks great. Mm-hmm. I love it. I like the look of it. I think I'm definitely going to start saving my um, fingering scraps for a similar thing for my next scrappy blanket. And as you saw when you were here, it's way too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so long. Uh, it's very unwieldy because of mm-hmm. how long it is. It's way longer than our bed. It might be, I might make the stripe vertical mm-hmm. because I made it so long. Yeah. That's going to be done in like 10 years. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much how I feel about my granny-ish blanket. Mine isn't granny stripes, but I have a granny, two granny blankets. Yeah. And this is what I work on when I edit the podcast. Um, And it lives here at my studio now. And I just work on it when I edit the podcast. So. My finished objects are also crochet related. I finished two projects. (laughs) Whoa. It's your pillowcase. It's my pillowcase. It is a pretty big size pillow. You can see it's taking up the whole uh, frame. I did this all. And Uptown Worsted, there's some scraps, there's some new colors that I got a few weeks ago. It's stripey, it's rainbowy, it's fun. I yeah. like it. It's cozy. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. super nice. Yeah, I've just been obsessed with this simple mosaic crochet stitch, which they, they kind of just look like little offset bricks. And I think, honestly, this is what I'm going to do for my next crochet blanket, but I'm just going to do it. Make a magic cake like you. Go to town. Nice. Mm-hmm. But I think I would have to hold it double. Mm. So we shall see. But the other thing I finished was my little project bag. Cute. Right here. Yeah. So I'm super proud of myself for this. I I even sent pictures of this to my non-knitting friends. I'm like, look how cool I am. So I had one of those little plastic containers that with zippers that linens are packaged in. This is a pillowcase sized one. I picked up stitches around the zipper and I crocheted into it and I made myself a cute little project bag. Um, This is in Knit Picks palette. I had a bunch of scraps and I don't know what's gotten into me this year. I am like desperately purging all the scraps of things that I don't use too often anymore. And I had like a couple, like maybe like a couple dozen colors of like nearly full balls of palette. And I'm attempting to use them use like the little scrippy scraps up um, nice and you may see a similar project in my whips but for this i'm thinking i might see if it's sellable for like fundraiser stuff Cute. because um when we did the fundraiser stuff with our merch for abortion access we did 500 bucks to arc southeast and then I had less stuff, so I only did $300 for Indigenous Women Rising, so I want to like get them that extra 200 bucks. So maybe once I get some cool stuff like this, maybe see if it'll sell for that. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I guess I can jump right into my whip then. Do it, it up. Is... <laughs> I started another one. So I had two plastic zipper bags just holding random stash. Actually, the set nitpicks palette. But it had a rip in it. So I had one whole bag. And this is like the size that a whole bed set would come in. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm doing the same dang thing. <laughs> I started here on the lid. Uh, you and your partner actually got me into the Behind the Bastards podcast. So that's what I do in the evenings when it's nice and cool out is I sit in my pod chair on my deck and I listen to an episode or two of Behind the Bastards and I crochet away on this. 
And I'm, I'm certain that this will like chew up tons of my nitpicks palette scraps. And I'm just going to have some left over that I might do some fun color work, make some color work hats out of. Totes. Yeah. And uh, there may or may not be a tutorial video, video for Fiber Coven patrons. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's the main thing I've been working on. What are you working on? I haven't been working on stuff that I can show you very much because I had a quick a deadline that I had to meet, but you saw that earlier. So mm-hmm. that's my secret. It's finish. lovely. Stay, stay tuned to Emily's feed so you can see where you can get the secret I think stuff. I'll, I think I'll be telling you about it in September. So this is but my... Can you say who it's for? I don't know that I can. Okay. Secrets. It's for a thing. Woman. this is your mount pleasant top uh it looks pretty similar to how it looked last time we saw it it just has more of the stockinette on it now but yes uh, this is my current vanilla project because i'm on the going around part and i do have a my yarn ends in a tail right now because there was a knot in the yarn ball and i actually was going back a bit because I wanted to have a longer tail because I'm going to like do a little splice situation to fix that dealio. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I really like working on this. It's definitely going to come to Seattle with me and be one of my projects while I'm in Seattle because it's a good travel project. Um, both using nitpicks right both now. Both using nitpicks right now. Yeah. Nitpicks is great. They They're the- really good intersection of like affordability and a company that's at least trying to not destroy the world yeah and they i mean they have such a good range of prices in their yarn too they have like really nice affordable yarn they have luxury fiber yarn that is still more affordable than other luxury fiber yarn that you can find no it's Mm -hmm. really nice we like nitpicks sponsor us (laughs) Can tell I'm listening to. They too already much pay the me money. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if you want to sponsor us, go for it. No picks. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll design more patterns for you. I haven't submitted a pattern to you in a hot minute. <laughs> also, Doritos. Just kidding. No, no Doritos. <laughs> no Doritos. Fine, fine. Ever since you showed me the Doritos, not dictators shirt the other day, I've just been like, hmm. Mm-hmm. hmm. It's a good one. But it's no. funny. It is. Anyway, the only other thing I've been knitting on is my little bitty ripple bralette in my big little yarn coat, Ghibli yarn. Mm-hmm. I think I just got a really pretty skein. Yeah. Mine has lots of like blues and pinks in it. And I think I lucked out and got a really pretty skein of this one inspired by, it's called Mary Go Light. Go it Rock looks Lights. really different than mine does. Mm-hmm. Yours was more brown. Because uh, this was the same yarn that turned into your caramel swirl macaron. Yeah, yours has a lot more pink in it. Than or mine or was it caramel swirl or cinnamon swirl? Caramel. Caramel. Yeah, yours had more caramely tones and mine has more little springy pops. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm into it. And I think maybe sometime this weekend I might treat myself to um, becoming unsober and watching some Ghibli and working on this. I made it into the main body section where I'm doing the three by three ribbing. And this is just my on the go project. Cute. That's all I've been working on. I've been big on the crochet train lately, just obsessively. I see that what with your massive amount of crochet output. <laughs> My therapist says, as an artist, I should indulge myself when yeah. I have the creative energy. Do it up. <laughs> because I'm spoiled and we're at two incomes, no house, children, household, and I can do that if I want to. 
Yeah, that's why I wound this cake the other day, even though I was working on that deadline and stuff. I was like, I I have physical time to wind this cake and not do something that's one of my priorities. So I'm gonna, gonna wind this Yay. cake. Yay, that's awesome. Have you been knitting on anything else? No. <laughs> Sweet, me neither. So we can talk about our acquisitions and I'm really excited. So I showed this to Emily before we started recording, but um. So my sweetie was home a couple weekends ago, a little while ago, and he was all, oh, I feel so bad that I like didn't do anything for your birthday. And he's a wildland firefighter. He, my birthday's in the summer. He's never home for my birthday. I'm not worked up about it. Um, but we were, he was saying this at the, we were at the grocery store and I saw something I wanted <laughs> and I'm like, you want to buy me a late birthday present? He's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And I, I got something I've been wanting for a long time, which is a mushroom growing kit. This is it's from so the top. Cute. It's from the Tahoe Mushroom Company and they're golden oyster mushrooms. And Ooh. yeah, and they have all kinds. They have like, I've seen lion's mane and different types of oyster mushrooms. And you just cut a little X in the window and you missed it every day and you're growing mushrooms. I've been working on this, working on it. I've been misting it like every, every morning for a week. And you can see I'm already getting some, some fungus growing. I'm so excited. Wow. Yeah. I am just in love with my little mushroom babies. I'm, it's just, I read a book about a science book about mushrooms and I, I always liked the taste of them. And so I'm really excited. And apparently you can keep like flipping it like around to like all four of its sides and it can just keep growing mushrooms over and over and over again. And I'm obsessed with my new mushroom children. That's crazy. I like oyster mushrooms. They're tasty. Yeah. And this is yeah, perfect for the summer. Log. Yeah. Maybe you should get a little, my, grow your own mushroom kit. I can send you a link for when I saw online. That's like a startup owned by like a minority owned startup. I'll try and find that for you. Cool. Um, yeah. Because this one's just like, it's, it's like a local to me in town. I don't know if they sell them. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be really good for summer because the little cutout window where the mushrooms grow through, it's only maybe like five inches diameter. And it's not like a ton of mushrooms, but just like good for just me. That's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. Woo. Mushrooms. What, did you get? what did you get this week? Could you hear the chaos that's happening outside my office at all? I heard a little squeak. Are are the children afoot? Mm-hmm. Think delightful delightful i couldn't really <laughs> i i heard like a tiny thing i didn't it's not impeding okay cool my understanding of you in the slightest i got a pin from a kickstarter that i backed it's Yay. this little kitties in teacups oh my goodness pin. that's really cute and it's by moo moo lane um mm -hmm. and yeah there it was kitty time kickstarter um was on kickstarter around the same time as my deathly cute kickstarter was so i wanted to support their really cute designs because they were all little mm -hmm. cats having various tea snacks and teacups and stuff so it's on the fan pin board of other makers pins and i like it i like it too rad well we can move on to a cold corner and uh, we are officially in Leo season, so we are going to continue our intro to astrology cr crash course for baby witches and talk about the 
astrological sign Leo. Yeah. I did look up like the constellation stuff and I didn't take like extreme notes, but it seemed from Wikipedia, the Leo constellation is just rife with binary stars and spiral galaxies and stuff. It looks cool. Cool. Leo is the fifth sign in the Zodiac and its season is July 23rd through August 22nd. It's a fixed fire sign and its ruling planet is the sun. Yes. The tarot card associated with Leo is strength. Nice. I feel like and that might be the because sun? There, there's a lion on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yes. The Leo is ruled by the sun and the sun governs life and vitality. Fun astrology fact that the sun never goes into retrograde because it's the sun. And <laughs> it can't do that thing. And Leos are known for uh, stability and loyalty and consistency. So that kind of like tracks with what the planets are doing, which is a fun time when the meanings and witchy stuff connects with the actual science stuff. Mm -hmm. So Leo personality wise, they really like to be the center of attention. They're definitely maybe some diva uh personality traits associated with leos um the sun the center of the universe yeah (laughs) they have a really strong affinity for leadership and they're pretty brave and they're good at self-promoting uh which are all things that could also be connected with the fact that they're uh, a fire sign as a fixed sign they are really dedicated like we were talking about that uh they're very stable So if they take on a project and take on a leadership role, they're going to like really drive that project forward. They have a great sense of pride, like, you know, a lion. (laughs) If, if you have a Leo in your life and you give them a lot of like praise and adoration, then they're going to be a super great friend to you. Uh, They're very loyal and they like to tell other people that they're awesome and they like people to tell them that they're awesome so it's very nice little positive appreciation amongst friends uh kind of relationship going on there they're also super confident but sometimes their pride and confidence can make it so they will like hide if they are not feeling super great um so they can sometimes have a hard time asking for help Uh, Because they want to always be projecting that they're like doing awesome and like so strong, etc. And also it can be hard for them to admit when they have been wrong because they're such confident, proud people. I have some Leos in my life, so I'm going to refrain from commenting. (laughs) (laughs) They're also a creative sign. So they do well in careers that uh, have a creative element. Yeah, and they also are known for doing well in professions where they are like the center of the work around them. And we'll we'll get into I had a lot of options for famous Leos this month, guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wrote down a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to hear some mythology? Mythology yeah. corner with Lauren. I am. Okay. So This is one of the few constellations that everybody agreed it looked like a lion back in the day. So everywhere in like the cradle of civilization, they all thought it was a lion. The Greeks, like Mesopotamians uh, is, you know, ancient Jewish peoples uh, and the Egyptians as well. And which is rare because the Egyptians have totally different ones than like, uh, you know, your Greek and Roman pantheon, which is what most of Western astrology is based on. So that was cool. Everybody thinks it's a lion. 
Uh, it can be associated with a monster who's more of a chimera monster, but definitely had some lion elements from the epic of Gilgamesh called Humbaba. So lion chimera monster from epic of Gilgamesh, our hero Gilgamesh obviously kills this monster because that's what ancient heroes and epic tales did. Much like the Taurus one, the that was another uh, monster that Gilgamesh and his bestie fought. It's also associated, let's see, in Egypt, they do, I couldn't find too much on Egyptian lion mythology, but the constellation, I have it written down, it was known as Knem, and it might be associated with their masculine lion god, because there's lots of anthropomorphic gods in Egyptian culture, which was Ma'as. And that god was associated with a lot of the same things you said, war, protection, rulership, and weather. But because this constellation is highest in the daytime sky during the rainy season, it's often associated with the flooding of the Nile, which was, of course, hugely important to ancient Egyptian culture. Mm -hmm. But here's the myth I know best because I was that little kid who picked up that book of Greek mythology and was never the same again. (laughs) Most commonly in Western mythology, the constellation of Leo is associated with the Nemean lion, which was the first labor of Hercules. Hercules, of course, uh, did horrible things from time to time. Well, all ancient Greek heroes did horrible things from time to time. But Hercules was driven mad by his like evil stepmother goddess, and he killed his wife and children. And in order to do penance for that, he does his 12 labors, the first of which is slaying the Nemean lion, which was your standard monster harassing, you know, townspeople. Except this lion had impenetrable skin. No human weapons could pierce the lion's skin. So Hercules being the all brawn, no brains hero, Uh, one of the original himbos. We like Hercules. He gets in there and fights it hand to hand and just chokes it out. (laughs) Um, And that's how Hercules defeats the Nemean lion because obviously he couldn't like get it with a spear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody in the town had already tried spears and arrows and it had done nothing to the Nemean lion with its impenetrable skin. And then Hercules takes the, once he's defeated the Nemean lion and killed it, he uses one of its own claws to skin it. Which is just like, I, I really like that there's always like the impenetrable monster and you have to use part of it to like destroy it. Mm-hmm. Comes up in lots of fantasy sorts of things, but this might be one of the first one, you know, an early instance of that. Mm-hmm. And that's why in so many depictions of Hercules is he's wearing a lion skin because it was his first lady. that Even in the Disney film, that doesn't draw a lot from the actual Greek myths, but no, there is an image of him in the lion skin. In Scar. He's wearing Scar. Yeah. Yes. I enjoyed that. Indeed. So yeah, that is the Nemean lion. So when I was a child in the suburbs of Houston in the 90s, I was in a gifted and talented program, (laughs) like, like you do with little children who are too much to handle. And we had to do these little present, these to do like a big presentation every year. And then I was in early grade school. I was probably like eight years old at the max. The presentation I did was on the 12 labors of Hercules. <laughs> I had all these posters my dad drew. My dad's pretty good at drawing. And my father made little eight-year-old me 
a Nemean lion skin to wear, which I wore for the presentation, which I presented to multiple classrooms full of children, my little eight-year-old self wearing my fake Nemean lion wrapped around my shoulders. <laughs> I kept that thing for years. I loved it. <laughs> that's very, very cute. <laughs> oh, shenanigans. And that's what I had for the mythology. So is there so like a, a direct star collection? a star connection between the Nemean lion and the constellation like i know a oh, lot yeah. of them um, they like throw it up there and it becomes yeah yeah, yeah. they threw standard. it up there okay yeah <laughs> standard whatever god made the monster he's sad the monster's dead he or she it's a variety of gods that make monsters yeah whatever deity made the monster he's like oh, i'm sad my epic monster is dead and then they throw it up as a constellation that's all of them cool 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 mm-hmm. sweet do you want to talk about some famous Leos? Yes, let's. I had to like pare down my list because there were too right? many. <laughs> so many. So I had Kobe Bryant. Oh. Kate Bush. Uh-huh. Okay. Marcel Duchamp. Okay. Daniel Radcliffe. Yes, I saw that. J-Lo. Uh-huh. Helen Mirren. Okay. Mick Jagger. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, I had that one on my little list too. Morpheus. Morpheus. <laughs> legend. Uh, Jason Momoa. Yeah. Uh-huh. President Barack Obama. So lots of superheroes. Mm-hmm. Halle Berry. Yeah. Another superhero. Uh, Madonna. Mm-hmm. And Robert De Niro. Interesting. One that I saw on the list of famous Leos is I noticed two famous tennis stars, Roger Federer and Pete Sampras. Nice. I don't know if that means anything, but I just noticed that because I I don't know. I like tennis. It's one of my favorite sports to watch. Mm -hmm. I also saw who else was lots of lots of performers. But of course, like the celebrities are all going to be performers. So we're getting a very skewed list of famous people. Mm -hmm. Saw Anna Kendrick. Mm hmm. Viola Davis, mm-hmm. Whitney Houston, mm. uh, Angela Bassett as well, mm-hmm. and uh, another another athlete, Usain Bolt. Ah, nice. Yeah. What a name. What a name for an incredibly fast human being. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did we have any other Leo stuff to talk about? I have my traditional weird co-star careers list, and it taught yes. me a new word this time. Lay it on me. The first one on their best careers for Leo's list was a chanteuse, which I didn't know what the heck that was. It's spelled French like with C H A N T E U S E, chanteuse. Mm-hmm. And it's a female singer of popular songs, especially in a nightclub. Okay. So it's like a nightclub singer. Got so it. I learned that word. Thanks, co star. There are uh, lots of singers on our list. Yeah. Uh, B-list actor. Yeah. Got some of those too. Motivational speaker. Okay. I'm trying. Autobiographical author. <laughs> <laughs> and style icon. Yeah. This is the most reasonable one. It is. It is. It, it's the, it has the most actual jobs on the list, maybe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. great i love it awesome. fun so we've learned a little bit about the astrological sign leo fantastic yeah. mm-hmm. 
So we're going to jump into a little shameless self-promotion before we wrap this thing up. So I will be having a shop update on the same day that you're going to be having a market in Seattle. That would be Sunday, August 7th. Mine will be at 9 a.m. Pacific, and it'll be another installation of my There and Back Again cow. So big Tolkien-themed update. We're in the two towers section of the year. <laughs> and I have all the Rohan yarn. I'm so excited. All the Rohan I, yarn. I will be having my Aomer self-striping colorway and coordinating there and back again. Mm-hmm. And all the self-stripings will be on my matte sock and high twist BFL bases. And I will have two AON colors because she's my favorite. My standard AON color, which is nice and like soft and pastel-y. And then this one, I dusted off from the vaults, calling it I Am No Man, mm-hmm. which is a little more shield maiden-y, a little more like greens and grays and such. But I think they look nice together and they will have coordinating colorways. I have my pale creamy speckled one, Morning of Pale Spring. And then this bluish one, which I'm calling Stern as Steel. And I so well coordinating colors. And, you know, I think these three Rohan colorways, the deep red, the light gray blue, and the creamy sparkle, all look good together if you're going to do like a color work, some good contrast, a light, a mid, and a more saturated tone. I think yeah. They look good together. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that will be in my shop on the 7th of August. Nice. And going along with that, I just released a Lord of the Rings themed sock pattern. The Luthien socks are now available on my Ravelry and Payhip. Uh, it is a fully patterned color work sock. It is very pretty, I think. So if you don't have self-striping in your stash for that shop on Friday, I think it would look great in any of those. Yeah, or if you have an existing self-striping in your stash, maybe get one of the contrast ones that doesn't match a stripe in your ball, and that would look cool, too. It would be cool to see that uh, there and back again as a main color in the yeah, this would be socks, for sure. A really nice choice. Yeah, it's a nice tonal red. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. so check that out. Um, also, my Deathly Cute shop update is currently live on my website, so you should check that out. All of the stuff from my Deathly Cute uh, Kickstarter is up there. Pins, stickers, there's my first ever notepad design, washi tape, earrings. It's a whole smorgasbord of things. There's a little project bag with mushrooms on it. And yeah. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. fantastic so if you want to find out anything else about us where you can get any of the products we sell or find out where we are on the internet just head on over to fibercoven.com that'll direct you to my yarns emily's merch and patterns and also to our patreon where we do an entirely whole another section of bonus content so if you like this and you want more content you can check out our office hours if you are a patron yeah fantastic so like i said if you're curious about anything we do around the internet head on over to fibercoven.com and it will direct you there so until next week coven keep making yarn magic bye